Power Hour LSU Boom All night Nation, I have got great news for you. Something very interesting happened to me today. That's part of why we are starting the Sunday night live stream a little bit later. Obviously, this is our first Sunday night live stream in two weeks. We had to miss last week because of my sickness. We're going to talk about Kim Mulkey. Dominant victory today versus Kentucky. Shaquille O'Neal in the building. That was obviously really, really awesome stuff. LSU softball undefeated 17 and oh bet Tarina shout out to her and of course LSU baseball won again today versus Texas State but we are a football first channel right we are basically the only LSU entity out there that really focuses on football 24-7-365 LSU football all the time and Brian Thomas Jr. has a case to being the most athletic LSU football player of all time. Of all freaking time. Okay? So, BTJ, I think a lot of you saw it this weekend. He ran a 4-3-3 40-yard dash. But that wasn't the only thing he did. He tested in a lot of different metrics over the weekend. And what is very interesting is when we think of athleticism, we have a bunch of different definitions of what athleticism can actually be, okay? Athleticism could be a thing like, well, how fast do you run? How high do you jump? When you think athleticism, you might think hand-eye coordination. But what if I told you there is a math nerd, okay? His name is Keith. I don't think it's Keith Lee. That's the food critic. But he is a math nerd, and he goes by Math Bomb on Twitter. You see the thumbnail image of Brian Thomas Jr., and you see the words Math Bomb. If you're listening to this via podcast, this guy has a handlebar mustache, and he goes to the NFL Combine every year, and he does his own formula to measure athleticism. Okay, and this formula is called RAS, your relative athletic score, right? So what a relative athletic score does is it tells you based on your size, based on your jumping ability, based on all these different factors, how athletic are you? Okay, so perfect example. Trendon Holiday was a really, really fast LSU football player. Leonard Fournette was also a really fast LSU football player. Leonard Fournette in this formula is more athletic because he's bigger, right? It's harder to run fast if you're bigger, okay? So Brian Thomas Jr., according to this raw athletic score, okay, is the single most athletic LSU football player of all time, okay? And here's the proof, all right? This is every single LSU player according to RAS, all right? And you'll see, BTJ this weekend did something relatively historic. It's not really close if you go by his formula. Now, I'm not telling you that this formula is the be-all, end-all, right? Like I said, your definition of athleticism is different than somebody else's definition of athleticism, okay? But what I wanted to show you with this RAS score, you see someone like Anthony Bradford is a more athletic LSU football player than Justin Jefferson, according to this formula, because, well, Anthony Bradford is huge, and he ran a pretty fast 40-yard dash for an offensive guard. I want you to take a look at this, okay? What do all of these players have in common? DJ Chark, the second most athletic player of all time at LSU, okay? He was a really good NFL player. Patrick Peterson, 
Also, a very good NFL player, Daniil Hunter, wasn't drafted that high. In fact, wasn't really that dominant at LSU. He is one of the best defensive players in all of college football or in all of the NFL. Damon Clark, a very good NFL player. The only bust here is Barkevius Mingo and Jordan Jefferson, right? Jared Bernard Converse, we'll see what he turns out to be. Terrace Marshall obviously hasn't been that good of a pro. But you notice these elite RAS athletes at LSU who put up historically high numbers, 9.97, Brian Thomas Jr. That is absolutely incredible, okay? So what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you this. And I'm going to make an admission that is probably going to piss some of you off because we do have viewers in Walker, okay? We do have viewers in Walker, Louisiana. I I am skeptical of Brian Thomas Jr. as a first-round pick. I'm very, very, very skeptical, right? Um, you know, before the season began, I had BTJ having a big breakout season. We did a 20-minute video showing all the data. It is a lot to spend a first-round pick on someone that had one year of elite production. So I am very worried about BTJ at the next level as a first-round pick. I, When I look at LSU players as far as what they're going to do in the NFL, I want to be a gazillion percent certain before I give them their stamp of approval. Okay? And normally, I've done pretty well when it comes to judging which LSU players are going to be successful. Malik Neighbors is as certain as I possibly could be being a successful NFL player. Obviously, Jaden Daniels is someone that I think is going to be a good NFL quarterback. I think Brian Thomas Jr. is going to be a very good NFL wide receiver. I just think he's better served as a wide receiver, too. I hope he doesn't go somewhere where they're expecting him to be a wide receiver one, right? Like, I would love him to go to somewhere like Kansas City instead of Buffalo, because in Buffalo, Yes, Stephon Diggs is there, but Diggs is kind of washed up. So I don't know if I really like that fit for BTJ, even though him and Josh Allen will complement each other. But after this weekend and looking historically at the RAS scores and the fact that Brian Thomas Jr., according to RAS, isn't only the most athletic LSU football player of all time, he is the 10th most athletic RAS wide receiver ever. In the history of the RAS metrics, I feel a lot better as him being a really good NFL wide receiver and a potential pro bowler down the road. I It did change my opinion of him. It really did. And it's not that I didn't think he would be a great pro. It's just as an NFL evaluator, and we do have a growing NFL channel, I've always take prospecting very seriously. I believe if I'm spending a first-round pick on you, I want to be a gazillion percent certain you're going to be good, okay? And the only two players I feel that way in this draft are Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors. But now I feel pretty good about Brian Thomas Jr. I really do. I really, really, really do. So we say hi to Todd. We say hi to Jordan. Gino agrees with my skepticism. He says, I think Terrace Marshall is a better prospect than Brian Thomas Jr. Um, that's not true, okay? Uh, Terrace Marshall had some medical things pop up late uh, in his evaluation. So there you go. Now, um, this weekend, obviously, Brian Thomas Jr. wasn't the only LSU player, but he's the one that did make the most noise. Obviously, Jordan Jefferson had the most bench press reps. Um, Mason Smith, I thought, had a good weekend. His RAS numbers were actually pretty good. Um, you take a look at someone like... Uh, Makai Wingo, his 40-yard dash was really freaking good this weekend. So I think the NFL Combine for LSU was really good. And look, the national media attacked Jaden Daniels this weekend because he didn't do anything. I was a little shocked at how hard some of the national media went after Jaden and some of the things Jaden said this weekend. I really don't think it's that big of a deal. He didn't work out this weekend. If, if I'm a top 10 pick... I don't really know if I'm working out either, especially if I'm a quarterback. So the only thing is Jaden Daniels, I think, would have broken every 40-yard dash record by a quarterback. I really do think he's that fast. I think he would have challenged Michael Vick's quarterback 40-yard dash record, but we didn't get to see it. 
Um, but I understood why Jaden did what he did. And I also understand why Malik Neighbors did what he did. But overall, LSU football is in a good spot. We are one day closer to spring football. Recruiting, obviously, is something that continues to keep moving. Um, the 2025 recruiting class is still going to be really good for LSU. And I am really excited about where we are right now, not only when it comes to the NFL, but also when it comes to recruiting, right? Spring football is around the corner. And obviously, you know, spring football is a big, like some of our best numbers are actually during spring football. Even though I tell you consistently, I have become less intrigued by spring football as time as, as time moved on. But still, okay. Um, we side two decks, what's good? Jordan said, can BTJ bulk up to be like Megatron? Okay. BTJ will not be that good. I'm pretty comfortable in uh, saying that, but still. Now, I I do want to, I, I am someone that likes to be open with each and every one of you. Okay. And I think it's very important to be open with my life. Okay. As you can tell, I'm still sick. As you can tell, I'm still congested. I had to drive six hours total there and back um, for my play-by-play job. And I had the good fortune to witness my team that I've been calling their games all season long pull the upset over the number one team in Division II JUCO college basketball. And we won the championship. We won like the district championship this uh, today. So that's why I had to push the live stream back. I literally left the arena, drove three hours straight here, and I started the live stream, ironically, on time. I, I thought I was going to have to push it back some. Um, but this isn't a new time. We're starting a little bit later just for that. And these play-by-play opportunities are few and far between. It's really hard to get a play-by-play gig. And the funny thing is, they didn't even let me call the game today. All right? It was a big snafu or whatever. So I got to – I went to the game. They didn't even let me call it. Still, we won, and I'm getting to call more postseason college basketball this offseason. And you never know. CBS might listen to me and say, give this chubby Bruno Mars albino looking self a March Madness game this weekend. Hell, I'll call an NIT game. I will call your five-year-old cousin's game. That's how much I love doing play-by-play. So I got to have that opportunity today. And because I was traveling, I didn't get a chance to watch – Kim Mulkey, I didn't get a chance to watch the LSU women's basketball team. So I'm going to need you guys to fill me in on how everything went down. I know we put up 77 points. I know it was senior day. I know we're still trying to figure out what Angel Reese is going to do, what Haley Van Litt is going to do. This is what I'll say about Angel Reese. I was able to see that she said she's not going to make any decision until after the season. Okay? Um, And I think... Um, I think she's coming back. I do. Um, I, I know that, um, Caitlin Clark is actually making the jump to the WNBA, but I, I, I think it's, I think it's a different situation. I think Caitlin Clark obviously is a better player. Um, you know, I like Angel Reese more, but Caitlin Clark's going to be the number one overall pick. I think Angel Reese should come back, and I think she will come back. I really do think so. I think we're going to win it all again this year, and I think we'll we'll see Angel Reese back, and I think we'll see Haley Van Lith back. Um, but I might be totally wrong on that. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um. I don't know what's going on with um, with Michaela Williams. I, I saw the boot on her foot today as well. Obviously, we're big Michaela Williams fans on this channel. She's been on our channel before. Um, but still, I, I'm still very bullish on this team. I, I don't know a lick about Kentucky's women's basketball program at all. Um, but I am glad that we're able to get the W. And I can't wait to watch the highlights until, uh, after this um, – Live stream is over tonight. Tony, you get to pick the next topic. Anything under the sun, Tony, we will go straight to you. And the first Super Chatter was going to get something tonight. And congratulations, Tony. Bang. You're going to get a Jay Ward autograph card from yours truly. Congratulations. Now, 
if we get to $50 in Super Chats tonight, we're almost there already, thanks to Tony. We're going to give out a super rare Grant Delpit Cracked Ice autograph card right here. So all we got to do is get the 50 in Super Chats. We'll give this out. As you can see, my voice is still very hoarse. I'm still sick, uh, but I'm still going to power through it because we deserve to celebrate a very big day. Not only for your boy personally, but for LSU Athletics. Um, you know, as far as LSU baseball is concerned, obviously it was a really good experience this weekend. Let me say this about Jay Johnson, right? He is probably the closest we've had as an LSU in having Nick Saban back in our program, okay? Kim Mulkey's not a Nick Saban. They're different personalities. Jay Johnson has a lot of Saban qualities, right? You know, he's not this big personality. He's all about the machine. He's all about the next thing. He looks so unbelievably uncomfortable in every um, in-game interview that he does. Apparently, there was a few more that you could tell. It looked like that was the last thing he wanted on his mind. He's a relatively private person, and I, I just think he's going to end up being one of the greatest LSU coaches of all time. You see how we're recruiting? You see how we're playing right now? You don't feel like this is a program that just lost Trey Morgan, Dylan Cruz, and Paul Skeens and Cade Beloso. You don't you don't feel like it. It just feels like this is the new normal. And you know, I, I'm definitely not the best LSU baseball personality. I'm always going to be open with you guys about that. But Jay Johnson might really be special. He very well could be the best coach on this campus. And that's with a Hall of Fame coach on campus right now. And I'm just impressed. You know, when I speak to my people at LSU, they're just like, this dude is business. This dude is about freaking business. And the one thing you'll hear in every single interview he does, he talks about recruiting. Right? Like, <clears throat> I remember when I was little, and one of my all-time favorite college coaches is Augie Garrido. All right? Augie Garrido was the Texas baseball coach, and we beat them in the national championship series. And it was it was very interesting that when we beat Augie Garrido, we kept um, Skip Bertman. Him and Augie Garrido were still tied for five national championships, right? I freaking loved Augie Garrido, though. I love how bitter he was. I love how old school he was, how unapologetic he was, how he cursed his team out. He was so old school. I miss him. I really do. And Jay Johnson does like the same thing he would do. Like, I think it was after a national championship, Augie Garrido was doing an interview and they said, Augie, how does it feel that you just won a national championship? And I think he said, well, it feels good, but right now I'm looking forward to recruiting our next shortstop. And he said, if you're a shortstop out there, we got an open roster spot. And Jay Johnson's kind of like that too, right? You hear him in an interview, he's like, why wouldn't you want to be here? If you're watching this right now, why wouldn't you want to be here? This dude wants to win 10 natties. And obviously in college baseball, he's not going to be able to do that. It's really hard. It's a volatile sport. Um but he, he's got this saving quality um, that's just amazing, right? Like this dude wants to make LSU baseball the Alabama, and, and we are the Alabama of, of, of college baseball. So good stuff with Jay Johnson, obviously winning over the weekend. I didn't watch any of it, okay? I was obviously very busy, you know, with, with what I just told you, uh, you know, a minute ago, but – I was able to peek in on, on a few highlights, and I'm really freaking excited about that. James, the LSU baseball fan base was deep in Houston this weekend. That's something else. There was a ton of you guys that went to this game or these games this weekend, okay? Um, 
you know, I, I, I got to be real, man. College baseball is a sport, I think, that has some serious steam. And I think it can get big. I mean, it's already big now. But I still think college baseball is a sport that has some growth. All right. I don't think the sport has peaked just yet. Okay. And the reason why I feel this way is with the way college football is moving. I I I just think when you look at the resources and you look at these stadiums and you look at how fun super regional games are. I think college baseball has room to keep growing. Now, <clears throat> just because of the nature of baseball, I'm so much, uh, incl- I'm so much more inclined to watch football and basketball. So those are always going to be my main sports. But you know, I, I just think the sport has room to grow. I, I really, really, really do think so. Now, final thing. Uh, before we get into more of your questions, once again, feel free to super chat. We'll go straight to it. We're not going to go too late tonight because my voice is obviously gone um, after a crazy, crazy, crazy day. Even though I didn't get to call games, I was still yelling because we pulled off a buzzer beater upset versus the number one team in the country um, earlier tonight. Um, I, I do want to reference something very briefly. Matt McMahon had a very underrated win this weekend over Vanderbilt. Now, I understand Vanderbilt's not some great team, okay? It was a big game. Like, Jordan Wright was with this Vanderbilt team last year. I know this game meant a lot to him. McMahon's decent, okay? I don't think any single one of you will look at this LSU basketball team and say, Matt McMahon is special, or... This team is really good or anything like that. But this team is just solid. This is a solid team. This is not a tournament team. This is a solid NIT team. And if you would have told me, hey, Nichols State, you lose to Nichols, you'll be in the NIT. I would have taken that 12 times out of 10. So shout out to Matt McMahon. Shout out to him. Okay. The SEC this year is good in college basketball. Okay. <clears throat> this is a very good conference. There's really only one team that had high expectations and just sucked, and that was Arkansas. Every other team's pretty good. Okay. Every other team's pretty good. Now, <clears throat> We go to Jordan here. What's with the backdrop? Obviously, uh, there are some changes coming to the PHL studio. Type Y for yes. Type in for no if you like it. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. Ha, ha, ha. We are moving some, some things around. I have some cool little backlights. So, you guys let me know if you like it. Type Y for yes. Type in for no. Got a new desk. So let me know if you guys see this or not. This this desk goes up and down. How cool is that? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. So now I can like stand. I could stand to do my show, but I gotta figure out what to do with the uh this thing. The ceiling, the ceiling thing is down the way. That is so funny. 
That is so funny. Oh no! Huh? Oh no, it unplugged my microphone. So now I gotta. That's what I get for messing around. Huh? 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 Oh, that's so funny. Uh, that is so stupid. Let me see if I can fix it. Oh, man. I gotta fix this. Let me see. Oh, let's see. All right. Let's talk some rusting. <laughs> That's why I get shown off the new desk. All right. Uh, I'm going to fix this mic. I'm going to answer this right after this. Let's go. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. What the heck? I have no idea what happened. It's crazy. I think I just broke. I think I just broke my new setup. That is so funny. That's what I get for showing off the new stuff. I have no idea how that broke. Let's see. Oh, the whole thing's plugged out. Yeah, standing up as a safety hazard, apparently. Uh, so there we go. Let's go to James. Big Rustin, 5A state champs in football, state semifinals in basketball on Thursday in Lake Charles. Let's go, Rustin. Let's let's go, Ahmad, bro. Uh, let's go to ball, y'all. Carter, you don't know what's going on with Michaela Williams. It'd be difficult to repeat without her since death is already an issue. Yeah, I don't know. I've gotten a few texts about that uh, today. Uh, I will talk to my Michaela Williams sources and uh, have an answer for you on the live stream on Tuesday. I hate that I broke my whole setup like two days into like the setup. I worked all weekend uh, to, to get the cool backlights going and I raised the desk one time and the whole thing decides to break. Broke my board and everything. Was that Jalen Rose at the Super Chat? Oh. There you go. Did... Well, I don't know. I'll tell you this. Jalen Rose to this day, I still don't know how he gets his hair cut so fresh. It makes absolutely no freaking sense at all. Like how good his hair looks. Let me get this. I wanted to play some Kim Mulkey audio tonight. So and let me play this Angel Reese clip really quickly. 
and I'll fix this microphone. I'm still trying to figure out how I broke all my stuff. My wife is not going to be happy. I mean, it feels great. I mean, long four years. Um, it's crazy being two years at Maryland and then coming here and being able to just keep extending my career and having a great time here. It's It's been crazy and amazing. And the fan base has been crazy. And of course, you know, I have an option to come back. So just being able to be here and be in the moment and enjoy it and playing a great team like Kentucky that can beat you on every any given night was good for us tonight. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I just appreciate the fans. They came out and made it a special night, packed the arena. Our teammates, the managers, the coaches, everyone made it a very a very special night that, um, you know, we'll remember for the rest of our lives. So very appreciative. Uh, for Andrew, uh, how's it been having Shaq uh, as, like, your support system over the past two seasons and, like, walking you out tonight um, that had, like, a special impact on you? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, who's better than a person like Shaq? I mean, he's very he's really smart, not just on the basketball court, but just in life. He has his doctor, so he's educated me on a lot of things outside of basketball. But being able to have somebody like that um, has been a great inspiration for me. And, of course, enjoying a moment like this with him and the rest of my family was, was fun tonight. Uh, Angel and then Haley, what is it like to hear one more year, <laughs> one more year from the it, crowd? It's a lot of pressure on you, of course. I mean – the, the fan base here is amazing. And of course, I probably will never see anything like this again. So of course, you, you think about that when you're trying to make a decision because I do love LSU and I love everything here and the support here. They've made me who I am, um, the Bayou Barbie because of LSU. So it, it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure, of course, but I'm just trying to focus on the now and just enjoying the moment. Yeah, um, you know, obviously it makes you feel good that the fans, you know, want you back so bad and that this community really cherishes us. And just the support for women's basketball in Baton Rouge by itself is just – it's really a special thing. So, yeah, I mean, you can't say much. You just I just love that the fans, you know, want us here so bad. For both Angel and Haley, you know, there's a lot of talk about the decisions that y'all will have to make. Um, are y'all either y'all leaning in a certain direction or what factors are you thinking about um, either way now, you know, as we head into the postseason? I'm focused on the now. Um, going into the SEC tournament is my focus, and I won't make a decision until after my last game. Yeah, same with me. I'm, I'm living in the present. Right now I'm playing college basketball. So, you know, I'm not even thinking about anything besides trying to win a national championship this year. So there you go. You heard it from them. Obviously, everybody wants to know. And um, here's the thing. If I'm LSU, I'm doing whatever it takes to make sure that they are back next season. It's worth it. Now, obviously, the the tickets will sell out regardless if they're coming back or not. But Angel and HVL just takes us to another level when it comes to just the energy surrounding this program. Not only, you know, from them being good players, but also just who they are as, as, as marketing forces. You know, we, we know Angel is Angel. But this weekend, I think it was Zach Nagy tweeted out a photo of Haley Van Lith on the cover of, or I say on the cover, on the front of the Adidas store in New York City. And the other athlete, it was, it was Haley Van Lith on one side, and on the other side, it was an athlete by the name of Lino Messi, okay? Arguably the biggest athlete to ever live. So it's Haley Van Lith next to Lino Messi. That matters. It's a needle mover. Now, does HVL get on the cover of that store if she's not at LSU? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, she was a big star before she got to LSU. But... She, she She's a draw. She plays an exciting brand of basketball. I know it's been an up-and-down year for her. But it's still one of those things where I, I, I think they both should come back. Obviously, I'm very biased. But I think they both should come back. 
I really do think so. Uh oh, he's here. He's here, ladies and gentlemen. The master blaster. 10 p.m. on a Sunday night decides to clock in. Just got done bowling at 300. Gotta love it. Now, I know Scotty. I'm a nerd. And I, I am okay. I'm glad you guys are, are, are checking in on my equipment. Anissa Moro. I will tell you this. I have not bought a Haley Van Lith Auto just yet. I'll probably wait until the offseason and start building my HVL collection. But I do have an Angel Reese Auto. The only auto card that I bought is Anissa Moro. She is an absolute icon, a force. But this team cannot win the national championship without Michaela Williams. And it's as much to do with Michaela being a good player, but also the depth on this team is just not great. Okay. Um, and a lot of that is, that is, no, it's not Michaela's fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's just a lot of bad luck. So there you go. Let me see. Um, Sorry, I haven't been seeing the Twitter messages. And this comes in from Mark. Carter, do you believe LSU baseball is bound for Omaha? It's too early to sell. Too early to tell. Um, but I'm not the one to answer that. Um, let's see. This comes in from CJ. He says, I'm tuning in to you tonight. Sorry about your equipment, but I followed you after your Caitlin Clark tweet from earlier this week. So, CJ, I appreciate you watching on Twitter. Thank you so much. And look, here's what I'll say, CJ. If you want to see my statement on Caitlin Clark earlier this week, that pissed a lot of you off, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Sometimes you say things that people um, agree or disagree with. That's perfectly fine. That's it. I, I'm okay with that. I really am. But, you know, I have no problem with Caitlin Clark being Pete Maravich's record. Okay? And I, I, I think Caitlin Clark is good for LSU. She's been... Without reasonable doubt, good for LSU. If you want my full thoughts as to why, you can go back on Thursday. But I don't want to piss people off again tonight. I am always a believer in looking at averages to a certain degree over totals. I think total stats can be very misleading. Average stats is a little bit more efficient. Okay. Um. Totals have a lot to do with longevity, but there are some total stats that are really good. Like LeBron James reached 40,000 points. That's obviously really freaking good, right? And he also did it in a very efficient manner. manner. Pete Maravich chunked up a lot of shots. Caitlin Clark doesn't shoot as much as Pete Maravich does. But Pete Maravich is very dominant. He didn't have a three-point line. The game was very different then. One plays men's basketball, one plays women's. I think anyone who's rational knows that Pete Maravich is a better college basketball player than Caitlin Clark is as a college basketball player, just looking at the average numbers. But this idea that you can't compare the two is crazy to me. Okay? No one has ever moved the needle quite like Caitlin Clark and quite like LSU. And when those two clashed last season – it took the sport to a level that we've never seen before. And Caitlin 
has put Pete Maravich back into the conversation, right? Um, I, I cannot stress enough how good it is that Pete Maravich's name is back in the news. Okay? If you were to ask most young people that don't know anything about LSU, they probably don't know who Pete Maravich even is. They know who Shaq is. They know who Angel Reese is. But most people that don't go to the PMAC or, or LSU fans don't know how good Pete Maravich was. And anytime <coughs> you can bring this person back into the conversation is a good thing, right? So congrats to Caitlin Clark. I tip my hat to her breaking, um, you know, all the records she has broken this year. And I can't wait to see her again in the NCAA tournament. Okay. So, you know, good for her. Good for her. I saw Travis Scott was at the game this weekend uh, today too. So good for her. Um, I just don't understand why, why, why people, why LSU fans hate, hate Caitlin Clark. There's no reason to. She's not beating us. Um, so there you go. Now, here's what we're going to do. My voice is starting to crack. In the next five to ten minutes, we're going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. If you do Super Chat, we'll keep it moving. And I don't mind going all night. I really don't. We say hi to Carvis. What's up, man? Chris says Randy Moss. Randy Moss, a football player or the horse jockey? Tony the Tiger's in here. Good to see you. Jordan in Los Angeles. Let's go. Let's freaking go. Love LA. I love LA. Let's see. Who is one NFL draft prospect? It doesn't have to be LSU football. Okay? It does not have to be LSU football. Okay? Who is one NFL draft prospect that you think is a beast? I'm serious. Like, a guy that you're high on, but not many people... Uh, not many others are. Give it to me right now. What does Malik Neighbors run? I, it's going to be interesting if he even does run at the Pro Day. I think he will. <coughs> I mean, Malik has got to be faster than Brian Thomas Jr., right? Um, And BTJ is 4-3-3, and that's at the Combine. So I guess Malik probably runs 4-3 as well. I mean, it's still crazy to me. If you would have told me before this weekend that Brian Thomas Jr. would have the record for the RAS metric, like, I would have never believed you. I would have never have thunk that Brian Thomas Jr. would be labeled the most athletic LSU NFL draft prospect of all time. And according to the math bomb, he is. Okay. Jordan says Jared Verse. Um, yeah, I think Jared Verse is going to be pretty good too. I do. Andre Sam had a, had, had, a, had an interesting weekend. The only thing working against Andre Sam is his age. Andre Sam was not bad this year. Okay. Did he have bad moments? Yes. But I think a lot of that was because everyone else was really sucking and he didn't struggle as much as other people. But he started to struggle because he had to start picking up the slack of other players that were struggling. Carver says Malik Neighbors reminds him of Antonio Brown. 
You know who's getting comp to Antonio Brown? Is Lad McConkey. I'm serious. I've seen that comp a few times. I'm like, Lad McConkey? I actually like Lad McConkey. I've drafted him quite a bit um, in underdog fantasy drafts. And by the way, speaking of underdog fantasy, if you're outside the state of Louisiana, you could sign up now. Promo code Carter. Please sign up. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. There is a $10 draft you can do right now where you're drafting a team for next year. You can win $200,000. Underdog Fantasy. Malik Neighbors did not run this weekend. Oh, Dex is a Rome Adunzi guy. Can I say something really quickly? Um, I watched some of the combine yesterday. Okay. I thought what Roma Dunzi did at the end of it was kind of corny. I thought it was kind of corny. He knew the cameras were on and he tried, for those that don't know, after the combine was over, he went back out onto the field to draw to try and break the three cone record or something like that. I do think he's good though. I do. I want to give you a, a few players here at the end that I, I'm trying to better understand, okay, why there's so much hype. Michael Penix is one of them. I am out on Michael Penix. Out. Four season-ending injuries. Red flag. No Konami code, which means no rushing ability. Now, he's not a statue, but he's not a runner either. Okay. Elongated release. Also, not a great intermediate thrower. You know, I keep reading that the NFL draft experts are concerned about Jaden's intermediate stuff. And you should be. Like, Jaden's best game is not the intermediate stuff. Jaden is an explosion quarterback. He throws deep and he runs really far. Okay. You're Jaden is never going to be burrow or, or um, even Mahomes this year. He's never going to be dink and dunk. That's just not his game. Okay. But Michael Penix, that's not his game either. This past season in the NFL. Okay. I'm going to give you an advanced stat right here. According to rich rebar, all right. One of my favorite analysts, advanced analytic analysts out there. He charted this year that targets over the middle of the field in the NFL, as far as the middle of the field being open, was its highest mark in NFL history. Okay. So what does that mean? Well, you got to be able to work the middle of the field. That's where Michael Penix struggles, okay? And that's where Jaden struggled before this past season, okay? You've got to be able to work the middle of the field, all right? Now, is Michael Penix, does he have a big-time arm? Yeah. Do I think it's special? I don't, I don't know if I'd say it's special. So that's one guy I'm just kind of out on. Does this, like, go off? crazy got everything breaking new studio huh huh <coughs> pj in north carolina what's up man smc wants to talk pistol pete yeah i i, I just i just don't understand my last thing on caitlin clark she just helped she helps everyone like She just does. And we match up really well against her. We do. Oh, Jordan, that's easy. Desi Banks or Drewski? Drewski. That's not close. Is Desi Banks good? Yeah, he's very good. Are, are both of them way funnier than I ever was funny? Yeah. But neither one of them are stand-ups either. 
They're probably better stand-ups than me, too, though. Huh? 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 Drewski's definitely better, though, if we're being honest. I don't even know if Desi Banks is, like, the number two. Drewski's the number one sketch comedian. Number two is 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 tricky. There's a lot of different people uh, you, you can put at the number two spot. Honestly, like, my number two... Instagram comic would be Kev on stage, but he doesn't do sketches per se. His is more of like just commentary. Um, and you know, there, there's other guys. Like I, I like Trevor Wallace. I think he's great. Uh, I think Daphne Springs is also good at, at that style of comedy. Um, but yeah, let's go to Brian. <coughs> The Combine proved one thing to me. Texas and Florida State had by far the best D-lines of college football this year. Each have defense alignment dominating right now. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. So, obviously, Florida State, two consecutive seasons, they beat our asses in the the trenches. And, um, you know, it just kind of gets lost because – our worst game as an offensive line under Brian Kelly in each of the last two seasons were against Florida State. They just beat our asses. You know, the very first game made sense because we just didn't have our right line picked. But the second season was just so bizarre because, you know, our offensive line had a rough game versus Florida State first game of the season. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And then for the rest of the year, they did not have a bad game outside of Alabama. Okay. Very bizarre. But now that, Brian, you bring that up, we now see that Florida State's defensive line was just special. They were just special back-to-back seasons. I think Braden Fisk is a beast. He is a beast. Um, and you bring up Texas – very important to bring up Texas because obviously our defensive line coach was at Texas and Devondre Sweat and Byron Murphy were not the best recruits. And Bo Davis made these guys millionaires. Okay. Can Bo Davis do that with one of our guys this year? Hopefully so. Hopefully it's Jacoby and Guillory. I'm actually sending this Jacoby and Guillory card out tomorrow. One of one. Uh, to someone really close to him. So, you know, I love Jacoby and Gillard. He's what you want out of an LSU football player. Can we actually get production out of him, though, at an elite level? We're going to need it. We're going to need it. And Brian follows up here. Bo Davis is without question the best D-line coach in the country. LD says, Carter, I will pay you if you share that hilarious comedy skit. <sighs> trying to think which one. I'll be honest. Um, I've been asked a lot about my comedy career, and I've discussed it some. You know, I was mostly kind of sort of retired when PHL really got going. That's part of the reason why I just stopped doing it because YouTube's just better than stand-up. But um, I'm trying to think which one you might be referencing. I don't know. Um, The funniest thing I've ever heard. Okay, I don't know what it is, LD88. If it comes to me, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. I definitely won't bring it tonight because I'm not feeling great. <laughs> All right, we're going to do it again. The next five to ten minutes, I'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. If you do Super Chat, we'll keep it going. Uh, I hope I didn't break my camera and all my equipment, and I apologize. We have lights falling apart in here. This is what happens when you travel and 
go all around the world, essentially, today. Cliff says, I'm an LSU homer without question, but the best defensive line coach in the country is at Penn State. His son was an NFL running back, Larry Johnson. Yeah, the only thing is Larry Johnson's actually at Ohio State, but your point is still there. Larry Johnson, yeah, I mean, it's either him or Bo Davis um, as the best defensive line coach in the country, and obviously there's a few others that you can claim. Right. Honestly, um, I don't know. I think it's either one of those two. Right. Larry Johnson is really good. It is interesting, though, that Ohio State did hire um, that pass rush coach, Brandon Jordan, uh, to, 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 to join their uh, coaching staff. So there you go. Um, we'll take a few more here. Um. Coach O, yeah, Coach O's definitely in there. But right now, it's either Larry Johnson or Bo Davis. Yeah, who do you think is the uh, underrated NFL draft prospect? A guy you think is going to be really good. I like the Jackson Power Johnson offensive lineman out of Oregon. I think he's pretty good. I didn't see this at all, Pegasus. That is interesting, though. I love quotes like that. One guy, um, here's Eric. What's up, Eric? Javon Baker from UCF. So let's talk some Javon Baker. Good single high beater. Uh, you look at his yards per route run numbers are really good. Um, you know, he was at Alabama, and he transfers to Gus Malzahn's offense. I'm not as high on him as uh, – some others, but there are smart people who like him. I saw uh, uh, I saw Carvis bring up Ricky Pearsall. I guarantee you if Jaden Daniels is on this stream right now, he would tell you Ricky Pearsall is being slept on. I think Ricky Pearsall is really good. I, I really do think so. Um, yeah, I mean... I I think Ricky Pearsall is, is going to be a really good NFL player, okay? Obviously, you know, we had our issues with him, but he's just freaking good. Like, <clears throat> there's no other way around it. Um, I think he can play all three uh, the positions. He can make acrobatic catches. He's good after the catch. I, I like Ricky Pearsall. Carvis, oh, Carvis knows Baker. That's cool. I forgot UCF. Um, I can't wait to see KJ Jefferson in that offense next year. Trey Benson's a guy I'm fading. I, I'm not, and I like a lot of the Florida State guys. I think Fisk is going to be a good pro. I think Johnny Wilson's going to be a good pro. I think Keon Coleman's going to be a good pro. Uh, Trey Benson's one of the few Florida State players I'm fading just a bit. Not a great pass catcher. I think. His production's a little overrated. I think the counter scheme opened a lot of things open uh, up for him. So there you go. SMC says Bo Nix will be a bus. Bo Nix? I've seen Bo Nix going to the Broncos quite a bit. That's actually a really good fit for him. Like... Sean Payton's offense and Bo Nix are good fits. Okay. I really do think so. Eric says, Do I think JJ McCarthy is good? Obviously, he can't throw to his left, but he is unbelievably athletic. 
Got a great arm. Unbelievably quick. Okay. Not fast. Uh, he doesn't have top end speed like obviously Jaden, but his athleticism is through the through the roof. He throws a really hard ball, does a really good ball. You also got to factor this in as well. You know, we got to see Jaden at his peak. We never seen JJ McCarthy at his peak, right? Because he's younger. He played in a weaker Big Ten. He had a great defense and a great run game. So they really never needed him to go out there and win in a shootout. So we don't really know if he can play that style yet. Um, but I'm not as out on McCarthy as I thought I would be when I dove a little bit deeper. Okay. Keanu Coleman's 40 time was slow. Yeah. You see my tweet this weekend on that though. The, the truth is, if you're an athlete from Opelousas, you're never going to be fast. Because you grew up around Mama's Fried Chicken and Billy's Booty. You, you, do you think anyone's going to have top-end speed? It's Devery Henderson. That's it. It's the only Opelousas player that ever had top-end, top-end speed. Okay? I, I'm fine with Keon Coleman. I'm not in love with him. Not in love with him at all. But I think he, I, I think he, I think he's going to be a good player. I don't know. I wouldn't spend a first round pick on him though. I wouldn't. But yeah, I, I like Ricky Pearsall. I do. <coughs> Let me see. Is there any other NFL prospects that I'm just kind of. Obviously, I'm higher than market on Malik Neighbors. I think Malik Neighbors is the number one player in the draft. I'm higher than market. Ricky Pierce, also one that we talked about, obviously. The Powers Johnson offensive lineman out of Oregon, I like. Uh, Braden Fisk is someone else. Theo Johnson, the tight end out of Penn State. I'm a little higher than market on. So there you go. Let me see. If you guys can, I really do need a major favor from you guys. And it's free, okay? Please go subscribe to Power Hour NFL. Please do it. I've missed out on probably at least over $1,000 in ad revenue because I don't have 1,000 subscribers. So stupid. I started an NFL channel. It blew up. It blew up. My first five videos went crazy, like as crazy as any LSU video I've ever done. And they're still going crazy. I got a video coming up on 100K views. It's hard to get 100K views, especially in a saturated market like the NFL. I don't know why. Um, but it's blown up. Please go subscribe because I can't start making money until I hit a thousand subscribers, which shouldn't make sense because I have like a thousand subscribers now on like four different channels or whatever, but God, it pisses me off. Crap pisses me off. So if you can, don't just subscribe from your computer, get your wife's computer, get your kids' computers, subscribe. And this is the only time I'll, I'll tell you to do this because subscriber count is overrated. Okay. Um, you know, there's, there's channels that, that do LSU football that have more subscribers than me and my numbers do about the same. It's how much you, you, you view the channel that matters, but the thousand subscriber mark is huge for any channel. So if you're watching a video and it's a creator and you like the video, and that creator is under a thousand subscribers, please subscribe to them. Because it's free. You're helping them out. You're helping them feed their family. So there you go. I hope Brock Bowers goes to the Bengals for Joe Burrow.
I've I've not ditched you. I'm still doing LSU videos at an extremely high level. S Dex, I'm just getting started, baby. I'm just not getting started with LSU. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. But what I would tell you, LD88, is the NFL is 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 way bigger than LSU. Okay. It's way bigger. Um I don't know why the, the the videos are doing so well, but I like to think they're good videos. I released a, a two on Lamar Jackson this week, and I'm a huge uh, believer in Lamar. I really am. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, and yeah, you know, I love the NFL. I really do. And I have to sacrifice a lot of the NFL for the LSU channel. Um, actually, watching the NFL. Um, like actual games while they're happening. So there you go. But um, but that'll do it for me. I will be chatting in the Discord. Once again, I appreciate all the compliments. Um, it's so cool getting to do basketball play-by-play. And I'm getting to do um, – I got to go to a championship game. I get to do a playoff game later this week, which I'm really excited about. Um I don't care if it's D2. I don't care if it's schools that you never heard of. There's nothing quite like being in a play-by-play booth. Okay? Nothing. All right? It is so thrilling. I wish you guys could feel what it's like. All right? So there you go. Appreciate all our top super chatters. Tony was our top super chatter tonight, along with James and BT. Following up, but Tony was a winner of a J. Ward autograph card today. Congratulations to you, Tony. It is. Pow. Out. LSU. Boom. And tonight, oh, we're doing chicken tenders, baby. Let's go. Let's freaking.